I haven't felt this relaxed about teaching in years. I can't imagine a better way to kick off episode 14, which is all about the Burned In Teacher small group program. If you've never been to the Burned In Teacher podcast, then welcome. My name is Amber Harper, and the Burned In Teacher podcast is, of course, one part burnout and all other parts action, inspiration, and support for teachers going through burnout. Now, I say that this episode is all about the Burned In Teacher small group program, and of course, yes, part of it will be. But The most important part is all about the fact that Burned In Teacher's mission encompasses many things. And one of those things is to support the individual needs of teachers going through burnout. The best possible way that I could think of to help you understand what the Burned In Teacher small group program is all about was to show you. So I asked Janelle, one of my first small group program members, to allow me to share pieces of her transformation within the program. But before that, I'm actually going to play you an interview that I did with her last week. We are right in the middle of the small group program that started back in October, and her transformation has been absolutely incredible. So I thought about you all, of course, as this is going on, because I thought if she's having this much success within three to four weeks of the program, imagine where she's going to be in three to four more. One more reason that I decided to put this podcast episode together right now is because right now, starting today, November 26th, is the Burn On Challenge. And if you're curious about what that is, you can go back and listen to episode 13. But basically, all you have to do to participate is join our private and free Facebook group at www.facebook.com slash groups slash burned in teacher. So like I said, if you'd like to join that Burn On Challenge, it basically Basically, it's just a mini small group program that I'm doing within the group just to help all of you to end 2018 as strong as you possibly can and to begin 2019 on a high note. So with all of that being said, let's jump into the interview. And after that, I'm going to take you through pieces of the first three weeks of Janelle and I's conversations in the Burned In Teacher small group program. Welcome to the Burned In Teacher podcast. I'm Amber Harper, and the educators on this podcast are brave enough to share their stories of burnout with the world. On BIT, we get real, we get honest, and we take action. Action against the burnout with stories from burned out teachers, advice from experts, and actionable steps you can take today to beat the burnout and become a happier, more fulfilled human being. Let's get started. So, can you tell me a little bit about your initial feelings about this whole small group idea as whenever you and I talked about it? Um, what was it that you felt or maybe perceived or predicted about this program? Okay. Um, admittedly, I was a little intimidated at the start um, because knowing that I would have to set goals for myself and knowing that I would be held accountable um, when previously it was just kind of, well, I'd like to do this, but, and then there were a million reasons why I couldn't do it. Um, So coming into this, there was a little bit of trepidation about, can I really do this and succeed? Um, Or am I going to still feel like this is one more thing that I'm doing um, that won't benefit me? And honestly, um, I haven't felt this relaxed about teaching in years. Um, 
I have strategies that I'm using that we have talked about and building in some of my own strategies, um, things that work best for me. Uh, and um, I'm, I'm just much more relaxed. Um, a few weeks ago, one of my students wrote me a thank you note, which was sweet and wonderful. And I had to laugh because she said, <laughs> she said, um, I know you feel stressed sometimes, or I can tell you feel stressed sometimes, but you're always smiling. And <laughs> so that kind of melted my heart. It's like, I think that's a compliment. Seven-year-old, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take it as a compliment. It's a compliment. Um, and you as a person are a very, very pleasant personality. Yeah. You know, so you're genuinely a very nice person to be around. Aw, so that doesn't surprise me that even though you're feeling stressed, that you're that you're smiling through it and just kind of rolling with the punches. Because <laughs> I teach sixth grade. <laughs> yes, exactly. So tell yeah. me some of the biggest changes. You said that you feel so much calmer and you feel so in control. So can you give mm -hmm. us a couple of examples of the biggest changes that you've that you've either initiated yourself in your classroom or that you've seen? Yeah. So um, I now have a system of um, writing down things that I need to do. I have a master to-do list, but then I keep a, a, a calendar book. Um, and I divide my work times that I know that I will have free to myself. And I really plan how I'm going to get these things done. And I've learned um, how to be more consistent with my daily work uh, to get things accomplished. Um, and I started off uh, with the suggestion of writing down things that I'm doing during my prep time. And I think the biggest aha moment was when I said, I don't even know what I do. The time is just gone. Mm -hmm. um, so recognizing that was kind of the first step to, I got to get my act together. And that's why I'm so stressed out is because I don't have a method. Um, so my calendar day is divided into three parts for my three preps. Um, and I, I am doing a much better job of keeping track of events that are going to come up that will interfere with my work so that I can resort the tasks that I would have done during that time into a different spot. Mm -hmm. And um, I've even noticed during my prep time, I'm much more relaxed. I'm not constantly watching the clock and going, oh my God, they're going to be here in 10 minutes. I got to get this done. I got to get this done. And I just, I just feel a lot calmer. I'm so <clears> glad to hear that. Yeah, that makes that makes me smile. That's the whole purpose of all of this is to help you to feel more in control of your time and not feel like you're racing against the clock, but actually working with it. And, yes. and this is clearly specific to what your stressors were as a teacher. Um, so, you know, if a teacher would come into the program having a different type of stressor, a different struggle, they would have the ability to to work through those things through uh, the suggestions of people within the group um, or, or for myself if they want to hear the suggestions. But it definitely comes down to you taking action. So although I'm, I'm so glad to hear that you have felt like this is a huge benefit to you and your teaching practice, you need to give yourself a pat on the back because you're the one doing the work. You're the one who has been reaching your goals every week. Um, and if you haven't, you're on your way there, 
or there's a reason because you've you've decided that you want to transition that goal to something else. Mm-hmm. So I, you, I'm really, really proud of you because you have taken that initiative and taken the action. And that's what Burned In Teacher is all about. So yeah. I'm yeah. so proud of you. Thank you. Is there anything else you want to share? Um, I think another big aha moment was realizing I don't have to take care of someone else's problem or someone else's need right away. Um, that needs to go on the to-do list with kind of like a, a timetable of saying, okay, I'll take care of this within the next 24 hours. And so it doesn't just have to be a stop and drop whatever I'm doing to fulfill your need. Mm-hmm. And um, again, as a teacher leader, I kind of felt like that I had to take care of people's problems right away. Um, but this has helped me see I need to take care of myself too. And I think people can respect that if I say I'll, I'll get back to you with this tomorrow or I'll have an answer or a solution tomorrow, um, they're very open to that and respect, respectful of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and another conversation that you and I had was all about the email. Yes. <laughs> you, um, in a conversation we were having, you were talking about how the emails just bog you down at night and how you're answering emails from your students. And mm-hmm. what was, can you help us to understand how that, how the direction yeah. of that conversation went? <laughs> um, I, you know, honestly, I didn't even tell the kids that I was going to change. I didn't say anything to the parents. I just stopped answering emails after four o'clock or whenever I was home. Um, and I would respond the next morning. Mm-hmm. So they might get a six o'clock AM email from me, but um, nobody has complained. Nobody has said you didn't get back to me fast enough. Um, I mean, maybe they thought it, but at the same time, nobody has said it to me. Um, none of my administrators have come to say, Hey, we had a parent complain. Mm-hmm. Um, so that helps me relax as well because I don't feel tethered to email and I don't feel that, uh, I don't even compulsion, mm-hmm. I guess, to answer email mm-hmm. like I had been, yeah. especially if it was from a student or parent. Right. Well, and I was just going to say too, Nobody told you, Janelle, if someone emails you, you must respond right away. That's not even part of your school policy as far as I am aware. Right. So you had kind of put that pressure on yourself. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad glad that you decided to, to take that pressure off. Yeah. <laughs> so good for you. And since yeah. then, it's just kind of been a snowball effect because you originally had felt that obligation to respond to people right away. That was taking time away from other responsibilities that you had. Right. Am I right. Right. Mm-hmm. Good. It made me grumpy. Yeah, <laughs> it did. Well, I can tell you the conversations that we had at the very beginning of the program compared to now are light years different. You yeah. have, you've taken so much more control over your time and your relationships and, and all of those things that, that really come down to creating a happy and fulfilled human, not just teacher. Right. So good right. for you. Yeah. And yeah. You've, you've started to, to use these strategies in other areas of your life. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So home is becoming, well, I have goals for myself for taking care of things at home. Um, and also giving myself permission to let things go as well. 
Um, my oldest son is a first-time swim team member as a senior, so now I have swim meets to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, my youngest and I are both in a holiday play, and so sometimes it's just I'm not getting that done, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, or I'll do it later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so taking some of these strategies for what I'm doing at school to help me organize myself at home is also a big thing. Um, because I do like to have a tidy environment and when it's not, it's crazy, but that's how school was too. Um, even I, I set a goal to have my desk cleaned off by the end of the day. I'm leaving for Thanksgiving break. My desk is clean. It's organized. Um, I can actually like Lysol wipe my table top mm-hmm. space <laughs> and get rid of some germs and grossness, um, that had been hidden under, piles Mm -hmm. of stuff so that's good so are you thankful going into this thanksgiving break that yes (laughs) thankful for that thankful (laughs) for being organized and having someone to bounce these ideas off of and someone to give me ideas so absolutely good well i'm thankful that you're part of the program you i your transformation has just been so uplifting to me so and i'm thankful for your friendship too so thanks so much I'm thankful for that too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. I just love this girl. So I need to give you a little bit of background. Janelle and I do know each other personally. We actually worked together in the same school corporation for a number of years. And the whole reason I invited her into the program in the first place is because of a personal conversation that she and I had kind of on the sidelines of an ed camp that we were at together one day. We just happened to meet up and I just said, hey, Janelle, how are things going? And coincidentally, our conversation ended up being almost step one in the program. I just asked her where she was, and she clearly had some issues with boundaries that were really dragging her down. And knowing her personally, she just didn't seem to be the same Janelle that I had known in the past. So I texted her a few days later and asked her to be part of the program, and she said yes. And I don't know about her, but I am pretty darn glad that she did. What's great is that I record all of our calls together. And so it hit me one day as I was trying to figure out how to help all of you understand what the program was all about is I wonder if I can just play back pieces of these last few weeks of her transformation in the program. And so that's what the next three parts of this episode is going to be. So here in just a second, you're going to hear our week one conversation, not the entire conversation, just a small piece of it. And you'll notice that it starts with B, begin where you are. And really what we're doing is we're going over a form that I sent to her, a Google form, uh, in a week prior to the first call. So what we're doing is we're going through her answers just to really assess where it was that she was whenever we started this. So without any further ado, let's jump into week one. I'll see you on the other side. All right. So you said three personal facts you want me to know about you is that when you get overwhelmed, when I get overwhelmed, I tend to shut down physically and emotionally. I have a lot of mom guilt and I feel I spend too much time on school stuff. Teaching is not my first career. Okay. So what do you mean teaching is not your first career? So um, my bachelor's degree is actually in music therapy. Mm-hmm. So before I became a teacher, okay. I yes. did music therapy for 10 years. Yep. And it literally yep. was a, I do my work at work and then I go home. Mm-hmm. And then teaching has morphed 
especially I think with the technology into, I have all access to everything all the time. And so I think like over the years, it's just become, well, I need to get this done and I can, so I do it Mm -hmm. no matter where I am. So I kind of miss that, leave it at school or leave it at work job. Yeah. That nine to five done. I'm leaving mm-hmm. now. Yeah. yeah. And and you and I have kind of already talked about those boundaries. You want to set those boundaries is what it sounds like. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. but I love that you feel like you have great relationships with your students. You know, that's something that I feel is really important that the teachers do number one, because that will solve lots of problems down the road. What's not going well is time management. Mm-hmm. Girlfriend, you and I are connecting on this level because <laughs> I love spending time on this business. I love Mm -hmm. it. I'm obsessed with it. I can't stop thinking about it. It's not, (laughs) but that's dangerous because I could burn out on it if I don't, Right. you know, but right right now I'm just like full bore 100% wanting to do all the things and Mm -hmm. and it's seeping into my life, into my personal life. Um, Yeah. So we're going to be each other's support group here. All right. So why are you here? I really love teaching and I want to continue in this profession without getting fed up, burned out. I want to be a happy person for my family and my students. This is helpful for me because maybe some teachers don't know if they want to continue the profession. And you, your goal is not to make that decision. Your goal is to become a happier teacher. And what have you tried in terms of solving your burnout? I've set a new rule to not reply to emails after school unless it is a true emergency. This is going well. Good for you. So you already have, you've already been successful. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I have a notebook that I have attempted to use as a dumping place to help me schedule. I'm not doing well with budgeting time at school, which seems to have a lot of interruptions with meetings, both scheduled and impromptu. So I feel scattered a lot. Okay. So this is what you feel is your, is your biggest struggle at this time. Mm-hmm. Is, is, and that goes along with that time management. And what would... What would be the most ideal outcome? I can get into a routine of habits and figure out how to manage time in class during prep and at home. Love it. I think that's a totally doable goal. Um, anything else you want me to know? I am a at a new school, but I'm struggling to find my place and my people. I don't feel like I have a person yet who I can go to for support on a moment's notice. Can you tell me, are you talking like emotional support? Are you talking yeah. about, okay, Yeah. Okay. So you have, do you have people in place that can help you with instructional support and things like that? Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's really different because I do have a team of teachers for the last 10 years. I've been the only sixth grade language arts teacher. Mm -hmm. So it was just, well, I'm going to do it my way. Mm -hmm. And now I have four other language arts teachers. Mm -hmm. So I'm struggling to let go of some of my, I'm doing it my way mm-hmm. <laughs> type thing. And I'm also struggling. Um, there's only one other teacher who taught sixth grade. So the other teachers are still kind of, well, I haven't taught sixth grade, so I don't know what we should be doing. So I kind of feel like I'm supposed to be the expert, which Technically, I guess I should be, mm-hmm. but then I don't feel like I really am. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I do. I do um, know what you mean. I, f- I don't feel like right now I have someone that I could go to with like curriculum questions or instructional questions. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess part of that is pride too. 
because I feel like I should know what I'm doing. And I just don't know them well enough personally to feel comfortable to just go and spill my guts, you know? Mm -hmm. Can you help me understand what spill your guts means? Um, so just say, I really don't know what I'm doing, or I don't feel this is going well, or I don't know if I'm on the right track, Mm -hmm. um, or I'm just really overwhelmed. I just need to tell somebody that I'm overwhelmed. I think we, our team does, we all realize that we're all in the same boat, Mm -hmm. but I still feel there's just not that personal connection yet to really feel comfortable. At least I don't feel really comfortable. Mm Mm-hmm saying, I don't have this all figured out. So as you heard in our first call, Janelle was struggling with two major things. And in the next call, you'll hear her really tackle these obstacles uh, to her teaching career in more detail. But basically, at the end of this call that I didn't play is we set two major goals for her. Goal number one was I encouraged her to approach another teacher that she worked with directly and ask her for specific advice that she needed support in. The second goal that we set together is I challenged her to keep detailed notes about exactly how she was spending all of her different pieces of prep time. She mentioned in the first call that she goes to school early. She's a morning person. So she goes to school very early. She, of course, has her scheduled prep time. And then she has a little bit of time after school where she has time to get some things done. So I challenged her to keep detailed notes about what she was doing during that time of her day. So let's listen in to see how she did in our week two group call. I do have to apologize for the sound. I forgot to use my microphone and my headphones. So it's a little bit loud in different places of our conversation. So again, I apologize and I promise I do better in week three. I told her that I feel like she is always very calm about things. She doesn't seem to get stressed out. Um, We just haven't had a chance to connect to kind of figure out what her strategies are. Um, But she's open to meeting and just talking about how she organizes her day to see if that's something that I could do as well. Mm -hmm. So do you have a date set that you two are going to talk? Not yet. Okay. So, yeah, I will, I'll email her again tonight and just tell her or ask if there's a good day this week. Um, <coughs> sorry. I have been getting out of school at my desired time. Okay. What's your desired time? Um, usually 345. Okay. Oh, that's uh, right. That's right. Monday through Thursday. And um, I have been able to get myself, get my workspace organized before I leave. Good. So you've been setting your timer? Yes. And then what I did, because I had to reflect on the things that I get done during my prep time. And I actually made a side-by-side list of, I don't know if you can see it. Nice. Oh, I love it. Yeah. What I do and what's the other side? what I want to do uh-huh. because what I'm finding is I jump from one task to another so much without completing anything. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why I'm so frazzled. And then if someone comes in and says, Oh, what about this? I feel like I have to address it right now. And I need to just start writing it down and just saying, I got it on my to-do list. Mm-hmm. 
So I feel like I need to keep a better to-do list as the sixth grade language arts lead teacher, Mm -hmm. just because I do have four other people coming to me, plus my own thoughts. Yeah. And sometimes I feel like I have to do theirs right away. Right. And... Do you, I can't, I can't do that. Oh, I was just going to say, do you feel like that's a fair rule for yourself? I think so. Well, I mean, does it, if, is it fair to yourself to say you have to get back to their stuff right away? Oh, no. Okay. No. So what so do you think is a reasonable goal for you to say, you know, uh, to your teammates when they ask for something? Um, I think if I say I'm going to put it on my to-do list mm-hmm. and within the next 24 hours, I will act on it. I think that's fair. You know why? Because our turnaround for our parents was 24 hours. Right. So I feel like it's fair to assume the same rule. Right. For your teammates. Because they shouldn't expect out of you what they don't expect from their parents. You know, as far as time generosity. Yeah. You know, I think that's fair. Okay. So you're setting that rule. Mm Mm-hmm. What are you using for your to-do lists? Um, I am keeping, I still have my notebook. Um, is that the notebook you bought a couple months back? Yes. Okay. It's cute. It is cute. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I, I'm keeping both my small calendar and then that notebook in my workspace so that I can just write things down and then find a spot. Um, even though it's small, I've got three spots because I've got three preps during the day. I'm not even counting lunch because lunch is 30 minutes. It doesn't count for anything. Well, it is at your time that you just kind of take a break from everything and just, right. I can either put it in. If I, if I know I'm going to have time, I can put in something from my to-do list or, um, it'll just get put in for the next morning. Um, what I'm finding is the mornings, I want to leave a little more open for the last minute things. I don't, I was getting into a bad habit of planning that morning mm-hmm. for the day. And that doesn't work at all. Um, it doesn't. I used to do the same thing. Sometimes you're yeah. in survival, survival mode, but the whole point of this is to help you feel like, I know exactly what's happening in my life in the next couple of weeks, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking that if I can use that morning time to take care of my to-do list or, you know, what doesn't get done the day before, I think that could work for me. I like that idea. Because I'm tired of being stressed out in the morning. Yeah, for sure. You want to just get to school and just feel prepared for your day, but also feel productive, like you're getting things done, right? Right. Yeah. So have you heard of the idea of batching? Mm Mm-mm. Okay. So, for example, do you remember last week I asked you to pick a time, preferably on a Tuesday or Thursday, that you and I can have our weekly calls? Yes. That's because Tuesdays and Thursdays are my meeting and appointment days. Okay. I work really, really hard to make no appointments on Mondays, Wednesdays, or Fridays. And that's not because I'm taking the day off. (laughs) (laughs) Those are my creative days. Those are the days where I build content, getting myself to a place where I feel like, for example, today I planned, I did the, I of course launched the podcast for today this morning because I worked on it last week during Friday. Then today I worked on the blog post that will go out tomorrow. 
the weekly email, the tidbit that goes out. I worked on that today. I put together a YouTube video. I did all of that creation stuff today because mm -hmm. tomorrow my entire day is packed with meetings and appointments. Mm. I'm running. I'm not home tomorrow. Yeah. Wednesday, I plan on being home all day again, getting that creation stuff, getting organized. That will be my day to go through email and make sure that I'm keeping up to date so my email is not, you know, piling up. I'm getting back mm -hmm. to people, okay? Of course, like this, make up exceptions because mm -hmm. there's just no other option. But mm -hmm. typically, it is a non-negotiable. Um, so I encourage you to think about how you batch your prep time and your okay. time in the morning. So if your goal, and I have it here, I circled it, it says was in the bad habit of planning in the a.m., so if you're planning in the morning for that day, you're right. That is a problem. Mm -hmm. But if you're prepping in the morning for the next day or the next week, mm -hmm. then that's, that's a different way of thinking about it. Okay. Right. So, and you can batch things however you want, but I can tell you that it does work. It takes mm -hmm. discipline and it takes saying, sorry, I can't on that day at that time, but I can mm -hmm. on this day at this time. Does that make sense? Like yeah. you are the protector of your boundaries. Mm -hmm. So I would challenge you to think about how you can batch that prep time that you have either before, okay. during, or after school. Having those in your calendar will help you to prepare ahead of time. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, again, like last week, we have, you have this whole week to begin thinking about this idea of batching and mm -hmm. actually start planning for next week, this week. Okay. I typically had my entire school week for the next week, general bare bones plans. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to be flexible and allow for that, you know, just in time teaching opportunities that you have with kids. But day to day, I knew exactly how our days were supposed to go. You know, that way you don't even have an option of just planning for that day on that day. Does that make mm -hmm. sense? Yeah. So do you have any ideas right away of some ways that you could begin to batch? This is kind of when I had my big aha moment that when somebody came into my room and said, oh, what about this? What about this? I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'll find out about that. And then I went, oh, yeah, wait a second. So yeah. today's prep time was when I went, oh, yeah, I, I don't have to stop what I'm doing mm -hmm. to take care of someone else. Mm -hmm. So I did it today, and then I went, I don't want to do this. Mm -hmm. So yeah. that was my, my aha moment. That was the perfect place to end the sharing of this recording from week two of Janelle's small group call. She had several aha moments uh, throughout that week between week one and week two. So she basically reached all of her goals. She talked to her fellow teacher. She's getting out of school by 345. She's organizing her surfaces before leaving and setting rules for a 24-hour turnaround with helping teammates and responding to student and parent emails. What I wasn't able to play for you for the sake of not having this episode last four hours is the fact that we talked a lot about batching and she and I together brainstormed things that she could be doing during those different parts of her days, either in the morning, in the afternoon during her prep, or in the afternoon after the students left. Now we're going to jump to our week three conversation. And this is where you really start to hear a difference in the way Janelle sounds, the way she talks and in the way she feels about her control at school. Let's dive in. So last week, your goals were 
to have one day a week to stay later. That's Tuesdays until 4.30. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. Okay. We're home. Okay. Yeah. So life happened. Right. Okay. But typically that is your plan. Yes. Okay. Uh, you were, uh, a goal was to talk to about uploading more than one assessment into Canvas with release dates. Yep. You got that I done? Got that. I got that. Yep. All right. Ha- have you found that helpful? Yeah, okay. I have. Yep. Okay. And, oh, and then I just had an FYI about your grading. And then um, emailing with three things, three specific things to talk about. Yes. Okay. We and did that. You did? And so how's that going? Good. We only got to two because my third one was like, I have to know this right now. So I had to check in with someone else. Um because I didn't know how to use the new quiz feature on Canvas. Mm-hmm. And I had to have that for our team by Wednesday. She showed me what she does, and I know what she does, and I like how she has it formatted. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot more streamlined for her, and it's a lot more streamlined for the kids. Mm-hmm. So I think part of my headaches of kids not being able to access things might also be eliminated. Okay. Um, and then... We just talked about how she structures her time um, so that she can have more time at home. And we talked that she does still do a lot of her work at home. Mm-hmm. Um, how many hours? Um, it just depends, I think, on what the content is. You know, if it's grading, if it's heavy grading, or if it's, you know, just trying to, to schedule. We both agreed that doing the collaboration... Mm-hmm. And dividing up the work is working a lot better for both of us. Mm-hmm. So we're not spending as much time with planning. Mm-hmm. So that that's good. But yeah, that's good. to hear her say she does leave by 315, but it's not that she's completely done for the day. Okay. So, so what you've done now is you have created a partner, though. Yeah. So now you two can start to brainstorm and collaborate on ways to not... Right. Take the work home. Right. So good. So then we talked about uh, batching your workload. So how is that going with the AM, the prep period, and the PM? It's going really well. Um, I did last week after, I know we, we talked on Monday, and I did have to spend quite a bit of time Monday kind of getting to myself to a catch-up point because we had grades due. We had comments, report card comments, And so last week, while I felt really good about the batching, I still had to spend one solid night at home to get myself to a caught up point. Sure. Um, But now, since we're starting a new trimester, it's kind of like a fresh start for everything. Mm -hmm. So I really feel like I'm at a point where it's like, okay, I'm not overwhelmed. I'm able to do these techniques, do the batching. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I actually have my week set up, um, with what I want to do during each of my time periods during the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I even, um, started to look ahead in my calendar, which is not something I normally do. Yay! <laughs> I'm like a one day at a time person. Yeah. Um, and so I'm I'm looking ahead and putting things in those spots in advance. Good. When I flip the page, I can go, oh, yeah, I have this this week. Mm-hmm. 
So that's working really well for me. Good. I'm really glad to hear that. Yes. So I feel like, uh, you know, this program started a little bit at a time that it is stressful, you know, putting those grades in if you don't have those systems in place. But now that you do, Mm -hmm. now, you know, you have kind of a benchmark of like, okay, you had to spend a solid night catching up and doing comments and things like that. So now you, and as teachers, we all know that it's coming. Right. Um, but we don't necessarily address it as something that we can kind of in- invest small pieces of time in rather than waiting until the very end. So exactly now yeah. you have that mindset and now you hopefully don't have to go through that again. Right. So. Exactly. Yay. Yep. So glad. Yes. Yay. All right. So that's good. Girl, you're on it. Okay. You wanted to put things into action to make your collaboration more productive. Um, and keep people on task. So how is that went a lot better? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I did just put out a Google doc with an agenda and uh, asked people to add any topics that they wanted to discuss. Um, Only one person did. So we really kept it to what we had scheduled to talk about as opposed to, Oh, and then there's this, Oh, Mm -hmm. I forgot about this or, well, what are we doing about this? Um, so we did start to go off the rails a little bit. And so I just brought it back. Might not have been in the most tactful way, but I still, (laughs) I brought it back. (laughs) Good. Good for you. Um, just saying, okay, well, we're going to, we need to stick to this. And, um, so I think, I think that works a lot better than obviously just walking into a meeting cold. Honestly, I just feel a lot more calm. Last weekend was Brian's birthday. And I didn't do any schoolwork over the weekend. And I didn't feel stressed out about it because I had already done a lot of prep before leaving school on Friday. Mm-hmm. I got We went out for his birthday lunch. We kind of hung out. Then we went to a Colts game on Sunday. We were gone all day. And it wasn't that stress of, oh my gosh, I need to get home because I've got three hours more of work to do. So it was just really nice to feel relaxed and enjoy my weekend and enjoy a whole 12 hours with my husband and him with me. (laughs) (laughs) Janelle, I'm so, so, so glad to hear that. That's that's the goal of all this. So now, you know, because you've taken these steps, now you can kind of assess your feelings about, you know, how you're feeling about your work-life balance. And you have something to compare it to because now you're beginning to feel like, oh, okay. So this is what it feels like to not feel out of control. Yeah. Our first call was really focused on beginning where we are. We were really assessing your situation, your struggles, what it is that you wanted. One thing that I learned as I went through my transition from burned out to burned in is really learning about me because a lot of times as teachers, and I know you're going to say amen to this, we just classify ourselves as type A. Mm-hmm. We love control. We want structure. We want things to be perfect. We're self-proclaimed perfectionists. All of those things, right? Do you identify right. with that? Right. Okay. So, but a lot of times I ask teachers, how do you know those? How do you know that? And they just say, I just know. That's mm-hmm. just that's just what I am. But what I found a lot of power in is, is yes, I do have those perfectionist qualities. I want things to be perfect and in order. Is that... I wasn't really honing in on my strengths and what it is that made me 
the most successful that I possibly could and where I can use those talents and those gifts in the best place possible. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to challenge you to do uh, one of two things this week. And that is really actually do a personality and strength assessment. So you can do that by going, and I'll send you an email with a link to this call and then a link to these places. The 16 personalities assessment, and I know you've heard me talk about this before, but really start to think about yourself. What are you good at? What are you not good at? But really do one of the assessments and really find out for sure what those things have to say about you too. Next, we want to talk about then this week, R, reflect on your challenges. Okay, so obviously when you're at the beginning of this, you have a reason that you wanted to join the program, Mm -hmm. okay, because you had a big struggle, all right? You had these feelings of just not control and no boundaries and everything was all-consuming. So what are some challenges that you have now? And this could be personal or professional, and I know this is all about, you know, being a burned-in teacher, Mm -hmm. but... The lines become blurry because if you've got struggles going on in your personal life, they do bleed into your professional life and, okay. and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So, and you don't have to open up to, to me about all of the challenges in your life and get super personal and deep if you don't want to. Mm-hmm. But if you want to talk about those things, we can because those are things that we do have to address or that mm-hmm. you have to address because constantly just shoving those challenges down is not going to solve a problem on it. You're putting a tiny Band-Aid on a, on a bleeding wound. I don't know. I mean, I, right now I feel at school uh, things are, like I said, I'm feeling really good only because – I know where I'm at. I know what I need to do going forward. And what I have been doing, at least for a couple of weeks, um, is working. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, but I would still say at school, and I, I mean, I'm working toward this, um, is still student conferences. My favorite part of this conversation that we had in week three was her choice of words. She used words like calm, relaxed control, strategies, procedures, all of these things that she has in her life that are part of her routine that she didn't have before. And yes, that is in part because she had me to talk to and to talk things through with, but a lot of that was because she decided. She decided enough was enough and that she was going to say no to some things and say yes to others. Before I jump into my three tips and takeaways today, I want to tell you I kind of cut that conversation short when she mentioned conferences. And the reason is, if you go to burnedinteacher.com and click on the BIT EdTech blog post, you'll see an entire blog post and YouTube video that I created explaining a strategy that I used now with the help of Google Forms to help to simplify my reading conferences when I taught third grade. Now, I will tell you that Janelle and I have talked since I gave her that strategy for running her reading conferences, and they are going very, very well. So if you go to the BIT EdTech blog and search for how to simplify reading conferences using a T-chart and Google Forms, that is what that blog post and YouTube video is all about. Now, this is officially the longest Burned In Teacher podcast episode ever, so I'm going to keep my tips and tricks very, very quick. Tip one is jump into our free and private Facebook group, www.burnedinteacher.com. 
dot com slash groups slash burned in teacher because this is where you're going to begin to find support and accountability for the changes that you need to make in your career. I'm there, Janelle's there, and so are over 150 other educators waiting to seek help and offer help as well. Tip number two, if you're struggling with time management, first of all, you have to begin where you are. Start keeping track of what you're doing during those prep times and before and after school. You might be surprised at how you're jumping around and not really focusing on important tasks that could be transforming your day if you would pay more attention to those. And finally, tip three is to take a deep breath. (sighs) That's what I had to do when I decided that I was going to make a change. Wishing, hoping, and just thinking about it didn't help me. I had to reach out and decide that I was going to take action and make changes in my life. If you like what you've heard today on the Burned In Teacher podcast, consider giving the small group program a chance. Like I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, the Burn On Challenge is taking place right now within the private Facebook group. On Friday, I will be opening the doors for people to enter the landing page to enter their names if they're interested in hearing more about the small group program that starts on January 7th, 2019. Now, just to be clear, you don't have to take part in the Burn On Challenge or be a member of the Facebook group or my email list to take part in the Burned In Teacher small group program starting in January. And if you're listening to this in a replay and it's past January 7th, don't worry, this isn't the only time that the small group program is going to be taking place. My biggest wish and hope from this episode is that you understand how important it is to know that you really are in control. And if you ever do have any questions, you can reach out to me anytime in the Facebook group or by emailing me at burnedinteacher at gmail.com. That's it for this week's episode of the Burned In Teacher podcast. Until next week, take a deep breath. You are your own hero. And you just took another step to becoming a burned in teacher. Burn on. If you want to be updated on the latest Burned In Teacher podcast episodes, don't forget to subscribe to the Burned In Teacher podcast on Google Play or iTunes. Also, please consider leaving a review and leave a rating so that other teachers who are feeling the burnout can find this podcast to help them feel supported as they continue their journey out of burnout. Thanks so much.